Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Welcome to the Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, along with a special co-host this evening, Deacon Thomas Farr, uh, Issues Christian Men Talk. We have a great show for you this evening, and I'm excited because I was obedient to the Lord and contacted our guest that we have this evening, hearing about him from our dear friend, Joy Ford. And he was obedient as well and accepted my invitation to the show. This unique young man is none other than Major Alonzo Byrd, Jr., author of the Yup Movement. And, guys, if you have any questions or comments, for our guests, please press the number one on your phone, and you'll be um, put in our queue, and I will be manning the chat room. So if there's anyone in the chat room, um, we, you know, Major Bird is there, and I am there. So we're just ready to get this thing together. Major Bird, you can actually say hi to our guests before we have prayer. Oh, man, I just want to say hey, everyone, and uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you can, please get other people on. Um and to this amazing broadcast by my good friend now, Mr. Hezekiah Montgomery, um, and Mr. Deacon Thomas Fair. I greatly appreciate it for uh, just being on the show. So thank you. And Deacon Farr, we welcome you to our show again. Amen, amen. Gentlemen, good evening. How are you? We're, I'm doing good. We're going to now open up in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just grace and mercy throughout this day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for travel and mercy over the busies and highways, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our guest this evening, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for him just being obedient and me being obedient, Lord, and just coming together as men, as iron sharpens iron, as just open up ways with this adventure and this incentive that he has a YUP program that will help young people be grow up to be entrepreneurs if they just follow step by step of his key principles of what he has. Lord, we thank you, Lord, um, for Deacon Thomas Farr helping us out tonight. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the ministry of the man in the mirror. We actually continue to bless our, our co-host as she's about to come back off a well-deserved vacation, Lord, and just be ready to work, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for everything you've done and are going to do. And we ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And now I'm going amen. to uh, give, a, give a few notes about our guest this evening because this is an exciting young man. Me and him, since we've been talking for almost a week, we've just been back and forth getting ready for tonight, and I've just appreciated everything he's done. But we can say he grew up in a hard-working parents that retired, doing what they believed was right and lived on their retirement. That's not enough nowadays. They were, they were lied to. And his book was written to change the future of his readers so that you'll have it better than him and his ancestors we are to progress forward in all areas of life. He watched not only his parents struggle, but also his aunts, uncles, and friends to this day. He believed it doesn't have to be this way. He wanted to change all that, and he would die behind the principles alone to make life better for those around him. 
when he was when he was a little guy, he always saw himself as a great innovator like Marcus Garvey, or a profound thinker like Frederick Douglass, or that black Tony Stark. And I'm a fan of Iron Man, so I like that. And he was a young problem solver, inventor, and business owner. So this young man actually started off basically in the womb, ready to come out and be ready and work. And when I did, you know, when I was reading more up on this young man, this guy started at the age of six and seven. But I'm not going to tell his story. I'm going to let him come on here again and tell his story to us. And we're going to walk through this this thing called the Yup Program and see how he came up with this. So, again, uh, Mr. Major Alonzo Bird, Jr., welcome to The Man in the Mirror. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. That was a great introduction. And, I mean, you could have kept on reading the story. I was entertained just by you. But um, I greatly appreciate it again for this opportunity. And first and foremost, I would like to thank the man upstairs, our creator, God, for just even having the opportunity to even speak on a platform because most people don't get a chance to even express themselves or even get out there. So definitely what you're doing right now and Deacon Thomas Fair um, is greatly appreciated, especially the young brothers myself. So I greatly appreciate it, and my hat goes off to you brothers, definitely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, tell but, um, us, you know, kids, tell us again. Tell us your story. Well, I, um, I grew up in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I was born in um, 1984, so that makes me a I'm a beautiful young 31 years old. I'll be 32 later on this year. <laughs> um, uh, I went puppy. through my normal school. Yes, yes, I, I, I guess you could say that. And some people would say that I'm a puppy, but in my mind, I'm, I'm wise beyond years. I, I've been here at least seven times. Um, <laughs> but basically, I, I grew up in Baltimore. We, we stayed in, like, the West Baltimore around my family, and, you know, we was – Real, real connected, real, real loving, and everything else like that. And they grew me up with sound principles. And I always thought that you know, like they always teach you, you know, hard work, you save, they gonna take care of you in the end. Hard work, you gonna save, they gonna take care of you in the end. And people will progress. And I would see my friends; they would do the same thing: hard work, save, and they would try to make it family. Hard work, save, and they would try to make it in the end. But as we started getting older, and I went from my younger years to my teenage years, and now. And my own adult years, when I have my own family and my own kids, I see that 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 was a lot. You know, they they don't take care of you. They they give you the minimal, and they only take care of those that they can use. And once they're done with you, they just cast you aside. So I sat down, and I went through many years of having this experience and this drive of entrepreneur and I had let it go for a minute because I was like, oh, man, yeah, I can go hard because I fell into the trap. And I can honestly be I could be honest about it. I did fall into the trap. But something pulled me back, like, nah, this ain't right because it's not supposed to be like that. I was told from day one that I was I was supposed to be here for greatness, just like you and everybody else. But the thing about it is they didn't give you the roadmap, nor did anybody give you the plan. They just give you a bunch of stuff and they fill it with a lot of material things without trying to teach you how to obtain things past the materialistic things that you see around you. And that's also part of the trap. So I wrote this book along with a great, great friend of mine and partner, Dr. Jerome Taylor, uh, from Getting Results. He also had heavy influence on the book. He helped me put the plan together, organize my thoughts, and get it out there to the mass public so that that everybody can have it nowadays. So that's, in short, brings you up to date to right now. 
Okay. Okay. Um, any comments, Brother Deacon? No, sir. No, sir. I'm I'm, I'm listening myself. Um, um, okay, that's cool. So let me back up. You said at six or seven. Now, it's not too many, and I did just talked about this in my pre-show. It's not too many six or seven-year-olds that get out there and want to start selling stuff because at six and seven, you're pretty selfish. And, you know, you're not going to give up anything that you want. But when you were, you know, between the ages of six and seven, you started selling comic books. And then you started building from comic books to school supplies and little things like that. And I made a little funny out of it. I said, your parents probably had to be careful because you were able to start selling stuff that was around the house, you know, just to, you know, make that hustle. So um, explain that to the listening audience that where did that uh, idea came from when, you know, you in school, you about, what, uh, first or second grade, kindergarten, between there and then. But in your mind, you said, I'm going to start selling things. And you probably didn't know what entrepreneurship was at six or seven, but that was the beginning of it. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, at the age of six, seven years old, I seen, like I said, I seen my parents work. So I knew I had to work and do something, but I know I wasn't of age to really do anything. And when you see that you don't, when you don't, when you're not of age or you see that a problem, that's where I became problem solver. With me playing around with um, many of my different toys and things like that, building stuff, taking stuff apart, it caused me to be a problem solver. So because I couldn't legally get out there and work, and go to work like my parents did, I had to find other ways to make money. So what I noticed, I started taking interest into what other people were doing, and I realized that certain people follow certain trends, and they started buying stuff. So we, I was part of the young comic book age, um, and I know my father, definitely he's listening, he was upset because I think I gave away uh, an original second edition <laughs> Superman. He, remi- he reminds me about that. I was right. He, he, he reminds me about that. You know, that he was like, you should have kept that because it's worth like $250,000. Who knew that it would be worth $250,000 when I was six years old? That was 25 years ago. But, <laughs> you know, that was just some of the small things. But um, I started selling those comic books because I realized the other kids wanted them or they didn't have a chance to go out and get them. So they would save their money up and they would come buying from me. And, you know, I would just have a little sales tax on it because I was the one that got it. Um, and I would get them and I started making deals with, like, the actual comic book stores because I was getting enough of them or I would have a certain amount that they would give me a discounted price so I would make more of a profit. So now I started understanding the concept of business at a young age without fully understanding the concept of business, if that makes sense. Because it was like, oh, wait a minute. So I got this for cheaper, and I still started. So now I got, I started having an understanding of what profit is. And if I had sold this amount, my profit becomes this. So now I can buy even more, so I can maximize, maximize my profit. And then it just moved into school supplies because I always got tired of people asking, can I hold a pen? Can I get some paper? You got a notebook? <laughs> you got some glue? Been there, done that. I remember those days. Mm-hmm. So I would take, I would take my allowance money, and I would go hit the dollar store. I would go I would go to any place that I could that I knew that sold school supplies and my locker would be full of school supplies and I would bring kids in my locker and we would just have an exchange or lunch break, you know, tell them go get changed in the cafeteria and that's just how it kept on going and it went all the way through until I graduated. Wow. And that also caused me to start other trends. Um yeah, 'cause I I even got down where I was selling rubber bands. You know how kids wear rubber bands when they hate to pull their hair back? I was one of the originators of that. 
Wow. So you just took whatever opportunity there was, you capitalized on it, if, I, if that's the correct word. You capitalized on every opportunity that, you know, that was coming your way. Okay. And with this um, being a young entrepreneur, how were you know how were you doing when you were in school? You know how were your grades and stuff like that? Oh, I was because you know. I was going to say that I was a typical A and B student. Um, that was my thing: school and scholastics. I love math, science, um, and history. If it was about numbers and a formula, I felt that those it was real easy, something to catch up um, and something to get. English and reading that was my normal. But I really excelled in math, science, history, and as I grew up, it became calculus, pre-calculus, trade geometry, and so forth and so forth. So, um, And then for my science classes, it became, you know, microbiology, biology, and all these other niches that went further into the science, and then, and I just kept on going with it. So those are my strongest suits, and that's how it fits in my lifestyle nowadays. And I always went with places where it fit to my strengths. Excellent. Yeah, you are the young Tony Stark. That you know, every time you start talking about that, yeah, you you are the young Tony Stark. Um, you guys are listening live with the Man in the Mirror, which your host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and guest co-host Deacon Thomas Farr. We are having a great conversation with Major Alonzo Bird Jr. He is the inventor of the Yup Incentive. And speaking of yup, as I was perusing through your book, we're just going to forward ahead because we want to, you know, make sure that you get enough time to actually tell us how you came up with yup. Explain to us because if you say yup, a lot of you know a lot of young people look at you with like you three kinds of stupid. But explain to us what yup is. Um, yup itself stands for the word young, unique, and paid. Um, yup is an initial movement started by. Dr. Taylor and myself, we were sitting inside of an olive garden, and it had just hit me. I'm like, man, we need something to change big. Like, it's adults sometimes are hard to get on a movement if they don't already see it working. Kids, because of their imagination, they can buy into it, not because they're gullible, because their belief factor is already stronger than that of an adult. It's not destroyed by reality. And that's one of the major things that people need to realize about when you have your own personal imagination. If you go back to when you was elect between the ages of like 7 to 14, that's when your imagination was at the strongest. Because if you think back to yourself, you could have been an astronaut, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and you believed that it was possible. But reality, as you got older, paying bills, went through life and everything else like that, you forgot your dreams. And not a lot of people will end up following their dreams. So I sat out there and I said, so how can I change the culture? to keep that generation always thinking and having a business mindset and dealing with reality at the same time. So I sat down with Dr. Taylor inside of an olive garden, and me and him, we sat down, we continued to have multiple, multiple conversations, and we wrote down ideas, and I said, we need to write a children's book. And he said, but how are we going to get it across? And it was like, boom, children's movies. And then I started spitting out a a, a plethora of children's movies, and I started giving the definitions. And we were sitting there writing and sitting there talking, sitting there writing and sitting there talking. Then went back, and I just started going back over with the principles from those movies to bring out the business mindset or at least to get the child thinking well beyond what they saw to let them know that they can still achieve their dreams. And in almost anything they look at, they can pull out principles that they can put inside their cell to imprint them 
on themselves to become better than their environment. Well, that was an interesting fact because um, I actually started reading the beginning of it, and um, you did basically that, and I'm like, children's movies. I couldn't believe that you were actually using children's movies, and this is movies that the kids watch all the time. Sometimes big kids watch these movies too, and we, you know, we're just looking at it for entertainment, but you, God used you and your wisdom along with um, your um, Dr. Taylor to come up with a concept that, hey, we can look at these movies, but again, let's learn something from it. What is, what is really going on in that movie? And I applaud you for that because not too many, you know, the entertainers, all, the, you know, the creators of these movies, all they want to do is entertain. But you basically put a whole new spin or concept on um, on the movies. And, I, you know, I hope that, you know, uh, I hope that you better be careful. They may be asking for some, you know, some royalties from, these, from your book since you use ten different movies. And that's a lot of movies. That's a lot of kids' movies to actually be listened to, you know, look at and actually study to see, okay, what is really going on in this movie in a way yeah, that absolutely. a kid will understand or it's even an adult will understand because, you know, as adults we watch the movies, but we're just in, watching it for entertainment. But um, the way the concept that you did is like, wow. Wow, and and that's all I can say because I read the first chapter, and um, I'm not going you know say too much about it. I may give a little bit about it, but um, I was impressed because when you know when you talked about the first movie, uh, I said okay, that was one of my favorite movies. So uh, I like what you said, and then how you did the synopsis of it, and then hey, this is what is really going on. And that movie, and I was amazed, and I was truly amazed. So, give us, you know, we have a few few more minutes before we um, about to take a break. But give us um, those who are listening so far, and I'm um, online and on, you know, on the phone. Give us some contact information for yourself, so um, those want to get a copy of the book or want to contact you, you know, give us your contact information. My contact information goes um, just like this. On Facebook, you can follow me at Major Alonzo Bird Jr. You can type that right in. It's M-A-J, Alonzo, A-L-O-N-Z-O, Bird, B-Y-R-D, Jr. In your search box, I'll pop right up. I'm on Instagram at Major Bird E-N-T. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Major Bird E-N-T. Or if you want to follow, if you want to get the book, all you have to do is type in Young, Unique, and Paid in the search box on Facebook, and it'll take you right to our page. All you got to do is hit the Like button. And we have a Shop Now button where you can purchase the book right there, and it's right there on Creative Space. And you can search it on Amazon. Um, there are digital versions of the co- of the book also. Okay. And um, you guys I, have a web- yeah, I, the, uh, you guys we use Facebook for. Um, yeah, we use Facebook for our main point of conversation. Um, a website is being developed at this point right now. Okay. Okay. So. And that's a good thing because we just want to make sure, you know, as people are listening, as they're, you know, as they're perusing through these episodes that they get a chance to contact you 
and you know if they you know if they want to get their child a copy of the book or if they want to get their copy of the book because I think every young person and even some of the old young people need to have a copy of this book because it's been a great inspiration and is a great inspiration um, for us. But um, now this is what I want you to do because I, I can't wait to the second part because you want to. Uh, I want you to explain before we go on break, chapter one, because you know, and a lot of people have watched the movie up, and I'm sure you guys have watched the movie up. I've watched the movie up several times, and I, you know, I love the movie. But when you think about what you know, what he has said through this, you'll be amazed. Major Bird? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was ex- I was asking you to explain um, the first chapter for us because, you know, I had a fun time reading that chapter. Okay. Um, follow um, your dreams. You, you know, when you use the movie, when you use the movie Up. Yes. Using the movie Up reference, um, the first title, first chapter of my book is uh, Follow Your Dreams. It's, it goes as follows, the quote, never wait to follow your dreams. Life happens. And time waits for no one. The crazy thing is, is you actually live your dream. When you start living your dream, you will start to realize you waited far too long. Um, In the movie Up, you see Carl and his wife, and they go through the progress of marriage, and they let life, and they start to progress forward, and they go through life. And Carl goes through where he feels like his wife didn't get a chance to experience what she wanted to experience or go forth, and they just was always just doing life. And he didn't get started on to what he was felt that it was his destiny or going forth and adventuring out until after she had passed. And it wasn't until he seen the okay that she gave, saying that she got her dream life just being with him in their photo album, which allowed him to venture out and then start a brand new adventure and journey. And that forth sets the movie, and then he develops and makes a friend, which he was not a friendly type person being in this elderly or his older age, but it helps him to grow, and the whole adventure keeps on going, and I talk more about it inside the book, but the whole thing is, is just following your dreams, never wait, and just get started today, because a lot of times we all think back, man, if I had just started this a couple years ago, I'd be farther along, but the thing is, is just get started now. Don't even think about it. Just Go. Okay. Okay. And, you know, and again, I like that because, you know, um, he he wanted to go on. He went on that adventure. He was trying to, you know, do everything he could, you know, and we do. as We do exactly what you said. We wait. I'll, I'll, I'll save up this money to go on this big trip. I'll do this. I'll do that. But again, we never know, you know, unfortunately, you know, his you know, Ellie died, um and you know, like you say he was lonely, he didn't know what to do until his life changed around later on. And as we know at the end of the movie, you know, she basically said he never got to the last page, he said, Okay, go start your own adventure right now. 
and life is an adventure. So we we do have to remember that that life is an adventure. But again, we have to. You got to read the book. You got to understand what um, he is actually telling us through that through these movies, these children's movies. He's actually telling us a lot things that we never thought about. But he is actually telling us a lot. And I definitely appreciate, you know, getting my own signed autographed copy of it. And um, you're listening live with The Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and our guest co-host, um, Deacon Thomas Farr, tonight. We're having a great conversation with Major Alonzo Bird, Jr., um, creator and author of the Yep Incentive. Um, and we're about to take a break. We're going to have a note from a few, a couple of our supporters, Music Instruction for All Learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental instruction, please contact us at 888-501-8650, extension 778, to set up an appointment to talk to one of our instructors. And please visit us on our new new and improved website at www.mifalinc.org. That's www.mifalinc.org. Inc.org. Another is the Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project um, and their website at www.curvyboss.com. We're going to take a brief break. Um, and we'll be back because we're just enjoying ourselves with our live interview with Major Alonzo Bird Jr., creator of the Yup Incentive and the Yup Movement. We'll be back shortly. Will prove 
need, all I need, I will find in you. Life goes on, life goes on, but your love will prove. All I need, all I need, I will find in Asia, she is a jewelry maker and she 
has not stopped. She wants to be a fashion designer, and she keeps on running right along with it. And then my next daughter, Jay, she wants to be the best actress, YouTube star, um, dancing and hairdresser that she can be. And then it inspired my son to want to be the veterinarian, um, pretty much dog-whispering cook and pastor that he can be. Um, the other children that read the book, they just tell me that um, that they get fully inspired behind it. It helps them to, you know, make sure they broadcast their own dreams. We have um, a few videos on the page where there was one teacher who sat down with his sons um, once a week to go through chapter by chapter of the book, talk about entrepreneurship, business, business ideas, and things that they can get into so they can further along. Um a lot of kids, they just be like so amazed. They was like, "Man, I would have never thought," you know. And it's and I'm and I'm just there telling them like, "Look, man, you can, you definitely can. You have nothing but opportunity in front of you. You have no limitation. You are limitless." Wow. And um, I do remember reading as I was cruising through the books. You said there's several ways that a person is when they're reading this book. There's several ways that they can actually go through it. It's not like something you sit down at one time and just go through the whole thing. So explain that to our listening audience, you know, so they'll be prepared when they get their copy of the book. Because you just mentioned that um, one parent sat down with his son and said, okay, we're going to go through this week by week. Yeah, um, there's a three-suggestion plan for the book. The first suggestion plan is a 10-month plan for the 10 chapters in the book. The next is a 10-week plan. And then for those people who are definitely super fast go-getters and they can make sure they can make things happen, there's a 10-day plan that you will read chapter day by day and you will follow through and execute along with the plan that's in the book. Because inside the book, we give um, words, worksheets, ideas, something for you to progress forward. So there's a lot of content that's inside this book. This is not just something that you read and cast aside. It's pretty much a reading workbook that from somebody from 8 to 80 could actually use. Okay. Okay. Um, Brother Deacon, any comments so far? Amen, sir. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, well, I, I, haven't, I haven't been through the whole entire book yet. But um, I want you to share real quick. I see you have... Um, the 90-Word Entrepreneur Challenge. What, what is that? Give me a short descri- uh, description of what that is. All right, so the 90-Word 90, um, 90 a day Entrepreneur Challenge is pretty much you take a word every day and enjoy conversations using these words. And what you learn is, is that um, being an entrepreneur and being in business and even the conversations of the elite, their vocabulary is completely different than you speaking to your friends every day. Just like um, in church, you have certain words that you use while you're in church that some people don't use on a daily basis. Those people that follow the Bible use the words that they follow out the Bible. That's how y'all speak the same language. In business and entrepreneurship, there's a language. You need to learn the language to have a, to have the mentality and the mindset to progress forward and entrepreneurship. So our 90-day word challenge is to get the mentality to go forward to expand their minds. Well, what an example. Give me um, give me five words off your list. You have logical, enlightened, everything, made, young, and imagined. 
So what you're saying is you're going to go through those 90 words and, and what, what we're going to try and, 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 and ingrade them into our vocabulary or what do we – Yes, what I mean, I'm saying what, is – What are you, what are you directing them in the book to do with the, the word? Way I'm directing, the, the way I'm directing them in the book is if they don't already use the word, to use the word and expand upon it of, i.e., what does it mean to me and how can I use this in my business building process? Well, how can I use this and to move forward into what I'm trying to do? Okay, amen. I'm Brother Montgomery. Hey, excellent, excellent. Okay, and I see what you you know what you're doing. You're trying to change their way of talking, their way of thinking, in a slow process because the kids are really dealing with a lot in school. But if you're getting them to think, and um, tell me if I'm wrong, if you're getting them to think like an entrepreneur, we can slowly understand the knowledge of an entrepreneur, you know, and, you know, start using those words slowly. You know, when they're young, they're not going to actually, you know, use them perfectly, but at least they can start using those um, 90 words. And um, they can actually, you know, when some of the other friends hear them talking, they're like, oh, what you talking about? Because if, you if you're not thinking, if they don't know anything about your book, what's going to happen is they're going to start passing that on to their friends. Yes, that is true. Um, one of my main philosophies is your thoughts turns into feelings. Your feelings turns in your actions, your actions turns in your beliefs, and your beliefs is what gives you results. So, like you said, if it starts back at the mind, however you think is how you feel. How you feel is how you respond. Your response turns into what you believe in, and then all results on what you believe in as follows into your life. Okay. And tell us, you have any success stories of children that actually have, you know, read the book and went through it? and actually have started their own business or are working on, you know, because you said you got, you know, in there you talk about a business plan. Am I, am I correct? Yes, it's it's starting the development of a business plan. Um, at the end of the book, we have our contact, and basically inside our contact, it takes the big idea, and we will help you develop a business plan. So far, no child has came that far. It's a lot of ideas that we have seen. Um, and we learn how to um, take their idea and bring it back down to formulate something to turn into a business. But as of yet, we don't have an actual full business plan with a child just yet. Just yet. And I like that you say just yet because, you know, once a child learns that the business plans are something that are big, even, you know, some of us adults have issues with trying to, you know, develop the business plan. But at least you're um, how should I say, at least you're planting the seed. You guys are planting the seed that, you know, you're making them think big. You're making them, you know, look at the whole picture, you know, the step-by-step process of, look, we can do this. But I'm sure later on down the line you're going to get some success stories because, you know, you say you have a daughter that, you know, started her own little jewelry business. So, you know, success stories are are coming. Success stories are coming, but again, what I think this book is doing is is planting the seeds. I mean, because there's not too many people that have actually said, "Okay, we're going to teach these young people or show these young people that they can be an entrepreneur." 
if I can start this, start selling comic books and making a profit at six or seven years old, you can do it too. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. So, what is your what is what was uh, um, as you were writing this book, you and Doctor Taylor, as y'all were you know collaborating, as you were writing this, as you were writing Yup, what was the hardest part of you know what was the hardest part of writing a book? Because sometimes we it's not always easy. So, explain to us what was the hardest part about you know formulating and coming up with these ideas. The hardest part about anything is getting started. That's the basics. It's really is just getting started. Because inside of all of us is what we need. That's naturally the process. I can say for myself about going through the book that I found to be a struggle was just managing time um, appropriately just to get it done and fitting my own personal goal and schedule to, of when I wanted it to be done. And then not only that, okay. you deal with the the fact of you yourself being overcritical of your own personal work. So those are the couple difficulties that you have. But that makes me think about the fact that the reason why um, the what I went through with this book and the process with Yup got me started on what we have coming out over spring break is the Entrepreneur Challenge. It's my personal struggles that I thought that I had that I fixed and overcame, and I'm, we are trying to teach other people how to get through their own so we can get them off the couch and they can go ahead and start their own ideas with the Entrepreneur Challenge of 2016 that's coming over spring break. Oh, excellent, excellent. So you're just going to, you're, you're going to challenge, you're going to challenge um, people about, okay, if this is what you want to do, get up off the couch and let's work on it. You almost like that. Um, almost like that. Um, that. Um, what is it? That per, um, personal trainer. You're the personal trainer when it comes to being an entrepreneur. Um, and we do have a question coming out of the chat room. Um, healing through hurt. hurt wrote, healing through hurt. Wrote. Children tend to mimic what they see, and that becomes what they do. Does the book have any guidances for parents? Um, caregivers so they can keep the children encouraged. Um, yes, basically because as a parent, if you read the book, just like other adults who've read the book, my wife included, it inspires them to go ahead and start their dreams. Um, my wife, um, she's been with me for over three years now, and she's watched the process that I've gone through to get started through my business, which now has her gotten, getting started into her business um, wedding and event planner, um, primo events, wedding and events. Um, she got started via Facebook, and now she's started taking off, and she's straight running. So as an adult, it can even inspire you. So the book entails, even though it says it's for kids, it actually operates for anybody from 8 to 80 because it gets your mind working. And once your mind starts working, that's the thing. You become limitless. You're only limited, you're only limited by how you think. Okay. Okay. Okay, I like that answer and you know, and it helps basically in her the end of her comment was does you know, does it help them keep on task to their success? Because, you know, as a parent, you know, sometimes and I know years ago you know, I know today some of the parents can't even help their kids with their homework. But if you made it simple enough that, you know, both parents and children can read the book and work through it together, 
where they can stay on task. You know, that's the that's the part. You know, some people, some of us start exercise routines, <laughs> and then and some of us start exercise routines, and then when it gets to that point where you know we get lackadaisical about it, but um, what I'm seeing here with this book is it is something simple that is going to pull out of you, as you say, the greatness that's in you. If you shall I say, if you shall I say, take the time, sacrifice the time, and read it because kids can read it, and there are kids that love to read, but you just don't want exactly. them just to read it. You want them right. to devour it, to study it. You know, some kids will read a book like that in no time. Trust me, I, I've seen them. But you're, you're, you want them to actually learn something. Yes, and that's the main thing is to learn something, but just not learn. you got to apply what you learn. There are many people in the world today that are smarter than pretty much everybody uh, that's combined in the state that we live in, but they don't apply their knowledge to what they know, so they don't go anywhere. It's knowledge plus application. Okay, I like that. Now we do have a uh, question in the in the queue, and um, I'm going to bring them all on. Caller ending in five nine eight zero. Caller ending in five nine eight zero. You are now on talking to Major Alonzo Bird Jr. Hello, everyone. How are Hello. you? Hello. Hi, Mr. Hezekiah. How are you? Hello, Deacon. Uh, How are you? Praise him. How are you, sister? How are you doing? doing? I'm good, outstanding. Well, my name is Janua, um, and I'm calling because I have a question. My question to Mr. Bird is, what is your big vision? What is your big vision when it comes to children? When you see children and you're passing them in the streets, you may encounter them in malls or you may encounter them in the education system. What's your big-time vision? When you can look at a child and you can and you have a vision of how to influence them, what do you envision? I envision that every child has the opportunity to be able to create their own reality, no matter how small or big we may see it as long as they feel as though that they're complete in their version of success, then that is okay. And they're not limited by the materialistic or TV things that they see around them that they can grow and build and develop because we were all born as creators. And I want to make sure that every kid realizes that inside their mind, that they're not bound to anything. Absolutely. Um, and I also have one more question. Do you have any other projects coming up for Young, Unique, and Paid in the future? Uh, maybe something for adults or a different audience just kind of under? Yes. Um, like I said, and I stated earlier in the, um, the radio show, I have the Entrepreneur Challenge that's coming in spring break. That is for adults. I also, Yup itself because of, the popularity that has received so far, we've turned it into a series. So now, besides Yup, 10 Ultra Keys for Kids, we now have a Yup version for the adults that will open up, I would say, around New Year's uh, for adults after the, after the Entrepreneur Challenge is done. Um, the challenge itself will be in three phases, helping people 
to get themselves out there. So by the time that book comes out, it will have real testimonies, and you'll be able to see the processes that other people went through so you don't have to worry yourself about what ifs and all that stuff like that. It's basically to get you out the seat just like the book now can get you out the seat for other kids, for other adults that want to move forward as, as well as long as they kids. Absolutely. Phenomenal. I like it. Thank you very much. Thank you for your question. Thank you, Ms. Janua, for um, calling in. Uh, we are winding down. We have about 10 minutes to go. You can call in at 917-889-2271. That's 917-889-2271. And press the number one on your phone um, if you have a question. We're having a um, question for our guest, a fantastic young man, Mr. Uh, Major Alonzo Bird Jr. He is the creator of the Yup Movement, and he's also going to challenge us adults later on with the Entrepreneur Challenge. For those of you, you know, who are older and wiser, he's going to challenge us with the Entrepreneur Movement, and he has many more things that are going through right now. And I see that we have another caller um, that has a question for you as we're about as we're winding down. Um, caller ending in six three six three. Caller ending in six three six three. You have a question for our guest? I'd rather have a comment to make. First of all, I want to say, giving all glory, honor, and praises to our Lord above, and good evening to you all. Um, I just think it's one. Good evening. I just think it's wonderful and far more a blessing that um, Mr. Bird, you know, gathered collectively from his childhood endeavors and ventures, and then fine-tuned them into his adulthood, and then wrote a book about it, based on his childhood ventures and endeavors. And I feel as though this also will help further along our future generations into realizing that the regular nine to five is not something that is set in stone and do not have to be the norm for them. I truly believe that this book will have a positive impact on anyone who reads it and utilizes the ten keys remarks regarding entrepreneurship. And using the cartoon excerpts, I believe, was a very brilliant idea. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And I and I love the cartoon. I would have never thought of anything like that, but I love the ideas of using the movies. And we thank you for calling in. Thank you. And we have another caller ending in 5980. I don't know if we've had that call already, but 5980, did you have another comment? Yes. Hello, my name is Leger Smith, Mr. Major's daughter, and I had a question to ask is that when he went through this, did he ever get mad and give up on a part because he got really frustrated? Um, no, actually I didn't because of my inspiration of already going through life and seeing that the fact that giving up doesn't get you nowhere. So you just got to muddle through, go around, and overcome. That that's just it. There is 
when you're passionate about something that you truly believe in, you realize that there is no turning back. There is no quitting. If you give yourself an option to get out, then you already quit in your mind, so you might as well not even get started. So in my mindset, I can't stop until I get to the top, and I can't stop until my mission is complete. So there's nothing that's going to stand in my way, regardless of how big it may seem or how small it may seem. I'm not going to let it overcome, overtake, or destroy my dream. Thank you. Thank you for your question. Thank you for calling in. Mm -hmm. See, it's always good to have the young people call in as well because they do have questions out there. They do have questions. And um, we are winding down to the last few minutes of the show. Um, Brother Deacon, do you have any closing remarks? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, um, I was listening to it. I can't wait to get my copy and to, to look into it in, in, in more depth. But, um, you know, some of the things here I'm, I'm seeing is, is good. You know, we have this generation that, uh, like you said, your previous generation being that you're 30, I'm your parents' generation. So, I, and when we started, I was a little offended. But anyway. I'm offended for you, so I understand. Oh, 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 okay, good. All right. But anyway, um, no, no, you're right, because um, I think my generation, I, I think um, we were the last generation that we can really depend on the system, the pension system, and the, the, a lot of the things that were in place that people became accustomed to, that's something you, I saw in your, in your uh, bio, in your intro, that some of that stuff that is not going to be there for this next generation coming, or even your generation, that you, you know, you're in their 30s. Um, but I think this is something we definitely have to be able to get to, to all communities and all economic backgrounds, because it's just, it's going to be different. And I think we have to be able to get our, our young people to think outside the box. And I'm, what I'm seeing here in the outline is it, this could be a tool that can also that can stir something up inside folks, because you're right, what you were saying, everyone has something in them but we have to be able to be able to pull it out and get it out because sometimes with all the things we do, even the way the education system is set up now, sometimes it suppresses that outside the box thinking because sometimes the schools get caught up in test scores and all that stuff we hear about. And that can sometimes limit the kids thinking outside the box. But so, you know, I encourage you, I, I, I like your idea and I, I like what you were saying. And like I said, I can't wait to be able to get the book because I have a, uh, I have five, I have five grandsons myself, so I see something this could be able to be a stir them up school. Because we because um, the other thing that caught me, you said you started in uh, you know second third grade on your hustle, and that's something that um <laughs> that uh, I think is you know you have to start early. So because it's a mindset, right, wrong, or whatever, but it's a it's that mindset, and we get that from our surroundings or how we are you know how we are shaped and molded. So. I, I commend you, and I, and I hope to reach out to you and get in contact with you and talk some more about the book. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate your comment. Excellent. We had another comment from Healing Through Hurt, and that's our great friend, um, C. Maria Wall. She's our great mentor. But she said we uh, – she she's got it going on. She said, you know, from the young little girl that was talking, she said, turn the negative roadblocks into positive to push you forward, yes, indeed. And she also said we need to rewire the thinking of our children. They have the ability for greatness. 
Nine to five versus being successful and aiming to thrive. You know, she's talking about there, you know, working at nine to five ain't always, you know, a good thing, as a young lady, as a um, lady before was saying. You know, we want them to be successful and aiming to thrive. Because, again, as Deacon um, Farr said, you know, everything that we thought that was going to be there and you talked about is not there. So we have to change the mindset of our children, of our young people. We have to change our own mindset as well because we know that the money we thought we was going to be there is not going to be there. And if we're not care, and they really act like they don't want to give it to us. But um, Major Bird, you have any um, last words or any more comments that you want to leave with our guests, with our um, listening audience tonight? My main comment is make sure you get the book and follow your dreams. I definitely just want to say um, thank you to my uh, mom and my dad. You know, without them, I wouldn't be here. To all my aunts, uncles, and cousins, um, to my spiritual moms, and spiritual dads, my spiritual brothers and sisters, I'd like to thank you for my wife calling in. I'd like to thank you for all the calls that came in. I'd like to thank my God for my kids. You know, I, I'm just greatly appreciative. And I just, most importantly, I thank God, period. And that's the main thing I could tell you is follow your dreams, give all praises to him, keep moving forward. Amen. And with that said, I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening and talking with our guest this evening, Mr. Major Alonzo Bird Jr. He is the one and only black Tony Stark, the visionary. He is the one that's getting this thing moving. This has been a great and wonderful interview. He is now part of our uh, part of our the Man in the Mirror family. And if you have any more questions or for information, you can actually check it all out on our event page. And our, our best friend and our mentor again says, you know, make those dreams a reality, people. She said that with an exclamation point. She said, make those dreams a reality, and that's what you were talking about. Um, we please go to the Man in the Mirror website. W, I'm sorry, uh, www.hezekiahmontgomery.com, and sign my guest book. Again, this has been a wonderful and exciting and heart-filled interview. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for coming on, following the call. And as always, I'll see you at the mirror. <laughs>